0: Honey, 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 wake up! Uh, hey, wake up! Uh, what? What? What's wrong, babe? What is it? What, what? What's happened? Is is the babadook here? No, no, no. <laughs> I was just thinking. Yeah. What about? You know how tomorrow is our fifteenth wedding anniversary? Yeah. I mean, I, I love you more than anything. You're my life partner. You're my best friend. But I just, I look back at where we started in our relationship, and we would just be rooting and tooting all the time there was like a carnal desire to explore each other's bodies like and I've been going through old messages on the phone and it used to be messages at 4 p.m going like I can't wait to get home and touch various parts of your body and I just remember being so excited and and thrilled and now I, I go through the last four years of messages and it's just us asking each other do we have milk at home or are you getting the bread tonight or you know don't forget we've got Derek Flannery's baby shower on Saturday and Oh, and there's a new season of Ozark out, and yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. I just, I think I missed that spark. To be honest, we're we're so good as a team. Yeah. We tackle all life's problems. We're really good with the paperwork of a relationship, yeah, a- for sure. And the life admin, but I really think we've lost that animal desire to to just root and to. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but I th- I think it happens to a lot of couples. I think that's it's it's normal, isn't it? I mean what were you thinking we do like h- how would you say we spark it up well i mean we could 69 69 what what's that according to wikipedia it, it's it's a group of sex positions in which like two people align themselves so that each person's mouth is near the other's genitals each simultaneously performing oral sex on the other and the participants are thus mutually inverted like the numerals 6 and 9 in the number 69 hence the name and, and this position can involve any combination of sexes. It's I'm I'm always down to clown. I'm I'm up for that. But uh, I did hear of a new sexual position that yeah. I I wouldn't mind trying. Uh, okay, if, if that's okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm up I'm up for whatever. Okay, well yeah, don't laugh. And if you don't want to do it, that's fine. But no 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 no. It's called the Batsio Death Trip Challenge. Um, I'm not sure if you've heard of it. No, it sounds. Incredible. The name's intriguing and I should definitely like and subscribe to whatever it is. But <laughs> no. what is the butt show death trip challenge? Is it is it sexual? Yeah, yeah, it is. So it's quite intimate and quite confronting, but apparently it's, in, it's really incredible. Mm-hmm. So what you do is you get into bed with a, a person of your choosing, consensually, of course. Of course. And you lock eyes with them. You hold hands yeah. and you stare deep into their soul and you put on the latest episode of Butcho death trip. And you just listen to the insightful comments and the quick-witted banter and the amazing character work and the the, the really really funny and definitely to the point and not drawn out intros. Cool. And as you hear Psycho Norton Big Rig's talk about new metal albums and you know albums from the early two thousands, you as you lock eyes with your partner, mm. you just see how long you can go before you have just a life-altering orgasm. Mm. Most people can only go about. Two minutes before the, the sheets yeah. are drenched. Yeah, I'd but it's squirt cathartic everywhere. and it's beautiful. I've been wanting to do it with you for a while. I'm just too embarrassed to say it. Oh, honey, you never need to be embarrassed about that stuff. Oh. Yes, yes, let's try it. Let's put on Batch Your Death Trip right now. What episode are they up to? Oddly enough, their 69th episode comes out this week. So do you want to put it on? Okay, honey. Let's see if we can do the Batch Your Death Trip sex challenge. I really don't know what to
1: say. I mean, the fact of the matter is that we're talking about Crazy Town's "The Gift of Game" today on Bat Show Death Trip, and it's it's been a ride for myself. I don't know about you, Reese, but for me, it's been a very interesting one. Going from when it first came out to a couple of years later, and and now we're here. I mean, when Butterfly first came out, I just thought it was a sex jam which would explain why we picked the 69th episode being Crazy Town, because it was, it was like a, it was a sex jam, man. Let, let's let be honest about it. Very popular, very kind of in the nightclub, that kind of like, all oh, Mystique walking up to a girl and dancing, you know? It was either <laughs> Butterfly or Nine Inch Nails uh, closer. Either of those normally elicited a sexual magnetism on the dance floor. If you had talking about sexual positions and 69 on your Betcho Ditrit bingo card congratulations you can mark that off now but I knew a girl in college uh when Butterfly came out and she was talk I mean she didn't like me for a start because she'd met you. Yeah, I'll call- well, you know. God knows why Maeve sticks around me for so long but Sorry, that was a low blow. I need to be taking down a peg or two with the success of the games I've been kicking your ass at. So, and she had a piece of paper and my mate Glenn, who looked like Gavin Rossdale, I was like, oh yeah, so uh, what's that? She went, my boyfriend just sent me this poem and it's the lyrics to Butterfly. And I was just, I'm out. I'm absolutely out. If fucking proto fucking chads (laughs) are sending that shit out as kind of declarations of love, cool but for that person in particular and i'm probably prejudiced because i don't like it to go oh he sent me a poem he's so romantic like no he's not that motherfucker just knows how to do a control c control v and send it on uh probably hotmail or
0: whatever the email clients were back at that time so our journey with crazy town has been an interesting one just within baccio because we initially had it on our list for albums to do like in the top 30. And then I listened to it and I was like, Benj, yeah. I don't think we can do it. It's it's pretty fucking shit. And then we got a request via the Baccio website from Leech Seed Fan Forever or something. And I was like, well, we're legally obligated to do that. Yeah. So we had to do it and revisiting it and actually putting it in context. Look, straight off the top, it isn't as bad as, as I thought it was going to be. It's still not good. It's still not a good album. No. No, but I have no, a soft no. spot for Shifty shell shock. And I can't believe I could, I say that. But the story behind Butterfly is pretty interesting. Do you know how it came about?
1: Didn't they uh, sample or wasn't it an it's a interpolation of a Red Hot
0: Chili Peppers song originally? That's 100% true. But going back from that, so Shifty was with a girl and he took her to the studio and was like, we're working on this song, uh, Revolving Door. Have a listen to this. Which is a song just about how many girls he has sex with. It's got the incredible lyric of rhyming more with Doha. Yeah, lyrical geniuses. And so she goes, Look, this is great. This is. Oh, Chef's Kiss. Incredible. I love how you're in a committed relationship to me writing songs about how your bedroom basically has a revolving door in it. This this is great. I would love it if you could write a song about just like a a, a love song, you know, something the girls could listen to. And he's like, all right, you know what? I'm going to – I'll take it to Epic. Epic, we're going to do a song about my girl. And Epic's like, oh, man, do we have to? He's like, yeah, we're going to do it. Trust me. So Epic's like, all right, I'll see what I can do. He gets high and goes and listens to Mother's Milk. Yeah. And that's when he hears – Pretty Little Diddy, which is just a jam track off that album, like it's just an instrumental here's what it sounds like One of the only Red Hot Chili pepper songs I've heard that I like, and I will go listen to that album just to see what it's like. And so he throws that in the SP404, the sampler, and puts a beat over it, and Shifty's like, great, this is what I want. Now, let's just break down the lyrics for Butterfly for a second because it's yes, fucking please. funny, right? It talks about, you know, your sexy little thing, your fierce nipple pierced, got me sprung with your tongue ring. So it's like, hey, what do you like about your girl? It's like, um, you've got your nipple pierced, and you've got a tongue ring, and I feel good when I'm with you. And and I, I believe you've got stre- sex appeal. And um, like when I was feeling bad, you made me feel good. And it's like, yeah, cool. And then you get to the romantic part, the chorus, like, come, my lady, come, come, my lady, you know, I'll make your legs shake, you make me go crazy. It's like, what do you love about your partner? Her legs shake when I make her come and then I go mentally unstable. It's like, wait, you love it. What you love about her is that you make her come. That's like, yeah. What a high school representation of what love is. Like, what? Tell us about your girlfriend, Derek. It's like, she got a tongue ring and I make her come with my fingers. Swing. <laughs> is uh,
1: the butterfly like a, another sexual position that we should be made aware of? Because I know Steve-O's got uh, something called a butterfly that he does where he staples um, his nutsack to <laughs> both sides of his legs. So is this... I I don't know is is there something we should research into that and you know I think that maybe the uh overplay of Butterfly combined with the music video that seemed very macho and jockish and definitely the lyrics that just came across as kind of like you know oh it's Valentine's Day and I'm uh I don't know what to do I'm gonna I'm gonna write my girl a song and like you said yeah these are all the things I like about you got a nipple piercing, you got a tongue piercing, and, uh, you know, you, you're real easy to make cum because your legs shake. Yeah, right, that, that's it. But then in, in the context of everything and doing the research, fuck, it's kind of hard not to feel sorry for Crazy Town in the end, for all the success and all of the pomp and circumstance uh, that they had and how the public sphere gravitated towards them Almost immediately when that song came out, I mean, it got to number one on the Billboard Top 100, which is no mean feat for for a, an alternative song, let alone a song that a lot of people might find derivative of. What did you refer to it as? Uh, Beastie Boys
0: meets Corn. All right. I'm going to take you on a journey of Crazy Town. I've gone in deep oh, wow. this week. Yeah. So I like Shifty. I think he's a charming guy. He's obviously done some things that are pretty gross, but he, I think he admits to them. Massive hip-hop guy. The thing I like about Shifty is that he's been Shifty his whole life. That's who he is. He's been this hip-hop kid since he was like 8, 9, 10, getting in trouble in high school, writing rap, selling drugs, living that life.
1: He's not like Fred Durst playing the character Fred Durst. This is Shifty Shellshock.
0: Correct, Yeah. So when he meets Epic, who was working with Will I Am from the Black Eyed Peas, Will I Am actually introduced Shifty and Epic together, and they started hanging out yeah. and making some stuff. They were just loving the Beastie Boys and just wanted to be the Beastie Boys. But then, because they were hanging out in LA and Hollywood, Korn were there doing some demos, and they saw Corn's like very early stuff, and they're like, "Fuck!" And Shifty went to Epic's like, "Imagine if we took the anger of Corn." And the rap of Beastie Boys, and we put them together. And you can hear that on this album. You can hear the Beastie Boys influence. But then Korn start listening to Crazy Town demos before they're going on. And so is someone else. That someone else is Scott Weiland from the Stone Temple Pilots, who was jamming with the Wonder Girls. Do you know who the fuck the Wonder Girls are? Isn't that – is that Duff McKagan? No, no, it's not Duff McKagan. It's Jay Gordon, Ken Andrews, Ian Astbury. Shannon Leto from 30 Seconds to Mars, Scott Whelan, Troy Van Leeuwen, and and a few other people. And they they just sort of like did a few songs. Um, I've got one here.
1: Wait, is this the Hollywood supergroup that would just get together? Kind of like when Dan Aykroyd and John Belushi a blues bar and just started doing blues brothers stuff there like karaoke is this the the band that they would have guests come on and do songs sometime but predominantly it was scott
0: whalen that was the lead vocalist basically yeah not a great band but they were playing crazy town a bunch at the time as well so all of a sudden jonathan davis has got elementary records and he's like fuck we must sign crazy town and scott whalen's got this new imprint label i think on flip I want to say, but I could be wrong on that. So they start to argue and like, you know, pitch crazy town and crazy town. Like, look, we love both your bands. We don't know what to do. And all of a sudden fucking Geffen, Dreamworks and Columbia. Like we hear there's a band that everyone's arguing over. We want in. And so then they start to get wine and dined and, you know, they eventually signed to Columbia. But Columbia hear Butterfly and we're like, that's the fucking single. And Shifty, to his credit, or the way he says it, is like, yeah, we know that's a single, but that's not what we want to release first. We want to release Toxic and Dark Side first, just so we can build up a fan base and show them that we're like a, a punk hip-hop band. We don't want to be a pop band, right? Once Butterfly dropped, their audience changed. They're absolute road dogs. They were playing anywhere and everywhere, but their audience changed. And all the metal heads were like, boo, you fucking suck now. It's like, wow, well, we sucked before, you idiots too. It's just now girls are liking us. And then that's when the band started to disagree. And they were like, some of the band were like, we've got to go heavier. We've we've got to get those metal people back. And then Shifty was like, nah, they've already turned their back on us. We've got a fan base. Let's keep making butterflies. Like, if that's what people want, why don't we give it to them? Which is a really interesting thing. It's like, you're still trying to impress the people who have turned their back on you. It's like when you host a party and you're like, yeah, look, a thousand people have come, but four people I invited didn't come. So what a shit party. It's like, no, no. Focus on the people who were there. And to shift his credit, he tried to fight the good fight. was like, we don't need to impress these people. Like, who gives a fuck about them? We're onto something with this.
1: And I think it's unfortunate how their most popular song, the song that broke them through, in fairness isn't entirely an original composition from themselves do you think that that might have been the problem then going forwards do you think that there was just so many lofty expectations that it it became the case of well we need to do another butterfly but then we we kind of borrowed a little bit or sampled or covered we didn't write that like, it's not like yeah No, no, yeah. no. So, like, what the fuck do we do? Like, we're being championed and heralded and everyone's had, like, a bidding war against us for this one song that isn't technically one of our own originals. You think that might have set up there for a bit of a, a false economy for Crazy Town then going forwards with the rest of the
0: album? I think with the major corporate labels, it's something I always forget, is that I like to believe that they believe in the longevity of a band and they want to put them in a position for long-term success, but they don't with the record labels in that time. And, and maybe even now, I don't know. It's it, their sprints. It's like, can we get a hit single out of you? Great. We've made our money. We don't care what happens from then on in. Like if, if you got another hit single, great. But if you don't, people are going to make fun of you, not the record label as such. So with those one hit wonders, everyone's like, Oh, I remember that they couldn't follow up. It's like, yeah, who was the record label that signed him? No one can name him. No one gives a fuck. Who was the A&R guy? No one gives a fuck. It is just like, we made our money so long. And I think when you go, hey, can you write another Butterfly? And the band, like, we we don't want to, except Shifty's like, I kind of want to. Even if they did want to, it's like, you didn't even write this song, really. You went and sampled it and then just rapped over it. Can you do that again? Or is that going to seem super obvious?
1: Do you think that the presentation of Crazy Town after Strength of Butterfly is perhaps some of the reason there was a lot of resentment towards them within the metal industry. Uh, I mean, it did kind of feel like they tapped into both the male and female gaze with that music video, especially the slow-motion kind of panning up Shifty's body. So yeah, do you think that there was some resentment that, for all intents and purposes, Reese, perhaps they were viewed as more of a boy band, a
0: pop band, than an actual metal act? Okay, Yeah. yes. But there's a few things you need to remember. At that time, and Shifty sort of said this, not many people were covered in tattoos like he was. Nope. At the time they shot that video for Butterfly, Shifty was facing a few years in prison for beating up a drug dealer who was dealing drugs on his turf. Now, to dot point it, the way Shifty tells it is that it was some rich kid who was just doing it like to, to cosplay Shifty's life, essentially. So Shifty went and beat him up. That kid went and told his dad, this random guy beat me up for no reason. That powerful dad got lawyers and was friends with the sheriff. The sheriff chased Shifty and his crew, you know, basically went after them. It wasn't until a contact of Shifty through music knew a powerful lawyer who went and got affidavits from all the rich girls who were liking Crazy Town to say, no, we weren't buying drugs from Shifty. We were buying it from that guy. So then that rich, powerful dad had to drop it because the sheriff was going to bat for a drug dealer. That's sort of what it was. So Shifty was on parole, essentially. And the only thing he could do, he had to stay clean. The only thing he could do was go to the gym and work out. So that's what he did to not use drugs, to not sell drugs, to just stay focused. So he's like, I was fucking shredded in that clip because all I did was go to the gym. So I think given a bit of context behind that, if that's true, you know, and I'm choosing to believe what he said, I kind of understand it, you know, and and Shifty had a big part in that film clip. He's like, here's what I want. Here's what I think would be good. Here's what will work. And it fucking worked because I guarantee every listener, if I say, close your eyes, Crazy Town's Butterfly, straight away you go to the green and then in the jungle. Yeah?
1: Yeah, yeah, straight away. And also you go to that meadow with kind of like the the pinkish kind of tulips and the classic bit where the love interest is knelt down and then the the pink wings open up, which is, I would imagine, maybe a metaphor for the labia. I, I, I don't <laughs> know. I don't know possibly (laughs) it could be wrong it must have been difficult i don't even think they painted themselves into a corner i think unfortunately the label painted them into a corner And fuck man could you imagine what would happen if crazy town came out when instagram tiktok were you know as prevalent as they are now i mean crikey have you seen um halsey's recent posts on tiktok about how The record label won't release her new stuff unless they have a viral TikTok campaign. So her viral TikTok campaign is basically her telling her audiences, hey, if you want a new song, then I have to fake doing a TikTok viral campaign. So please help. Now, could you imagine Butterfly coming out and it just being relegated as like a fucking meme used for TikTok as opposed to the the powerhouse that it was right now could you imagine spotify being out at that time and the label going yeah yeah yeah, fuck the rest of the album just as long as butterfly hits those algorithms it's fine i feared for crazy town and this is coming from a guy that routinely mocked them but i feared for crazy town when i thought in this modern climate with kind of like all the kind of social issues regarding toxic masculinity around Me Too and everything like that. Could you imagine if they came out right now? It would probably be a very different circumstance and I I don't want them to be relegated as just a TikTok band, which is saying fucking heaps about how my stance has softened on that band
0: completely. Bad album though, let's be honest. Yeah, it's not great. Yeah, yeah, it's not. There is a rapper called... Echo E K O H and I'm aging myself here because I'm not sure. It's this Butterfly 2021. Butterfly 2021. So if you yeah, go to Yeah man. <laughs> if you go to uh, Crazy Town Spotify, out of the top five like most popular songs, three of them are butterfly. The first one is Butterfly, the second one is like Butterfly Extreme Mix, which isn't that extreme, and the third one is Butterfly 2021, where Shifty, God bless his cotton socks. I can't believe I'm saying this. Yeah. Shifty gets a second goal at the track. And he gets to update, because I don't think his flows are very good on uh, The Gift of Game. Now, if the label hadn't pushed this song so hard, people wouldn't scrutinise this album as much. Because you go, wow, we know this song. It's kind of funny. Let's check out the album. Yeah, it starts pretty shit. Yeah, it's pretty pretty fucking dumb it, it it's not a good album
1: i i think it's unfortunate because then i ended up listening uh, which is a weird situation if you're in the uk and you jump onto spotify i wanted to listen to dark horse because i really 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 fucking enjoyed drowning and i played it to Maeve, my wife and I, she went oh what's this and i went oh you know she's just fucking drowning by uh, uh by crazy town and she was like, "Oh, this is bad." And it's like, "Yeah, but is it is it is it the worst thing you've ever heard?" It's just a modern rock track. But sometimes in life, man, you want to eat like a really fancy meal, and other times you just want to eat like a bag of M and M's. And for me, drowning was that bag of M and M's. Like, I know it's not good for me, but <laughs> fuck me, is it, it? It's enjoyable nonetheless. And I like to think that crazy town because they wanted to move into a different direction apart from maybe shifty who was suggesting about maybe we should stick with kind of like the fan base that we've got it wasn't too big of a shift but i mean with this whole podcast we've come to learn that labels aren't quite as nice as as they want to give the impression of like yeah we give people breaks like Not on this occasion. You guys wanted nothing to do because commercially that album flopped. But how much promotion and marketing was put into that album compared to the money that they made solely off Butterfly with sync deals and everything like that? And if that's the case, Where did the money and their advances therefore go that the label decided, no, we don't want to promote this because there's no butterfly on it? How shit is that, that you've ended up being painted into a corner where artistically you can't do anything different? Because, you know, it's like The Simpsons when Bart does, I, you know, I didn't do it. i just say the fucking quote. Just sing fucking butterfly. That's all people are here for. That must be demoralizing, but shifty. Bless his cotton socks again. God forbid I said that now as well. Maybe he's just comfortable with the fact that, yeah, we made our money and I'm at peace with it. And everything else now is just what we want to do. With his
0: money, he didn't buy a house. He didn't invest it. He just splashed it on like cars and and, and treating people. He'd go to like bars and be like, I'll pay for everyone. Like he was, you know, he's Robin Hood. Except he's getting shafted <laughs> by the label. But the, <laughs> yeah. they did one of the funniest things I've ever seen on a record. Do you know what the last track on the
1: album is called? Outro www.crazytown.com That's up there with Pitch Shifters www.pitchshifter.com Which was the name of an album
0: Outro www.crazytown.com is one of the fucking funniest things Here it is So if you want on your next album to go heavier and darker, just do outro crazytown.com. like that, <laughs> that thick sound with a beat behind it and just shifty and epic rapping over that. Fuck yeah. Like that, that's something that like separates you. And I think that's something I really don't like about this album. And I know it's, it is a part for Dr. Drums. I couldn't get him today, but uh, oh. it is the hi-hat. The sound of the hi-hat is not good. It is too loud and crisp and it gives it that live drum sound. But if you're dealing with samplers and DJ AM and all that stuff, having electronic beats or sampled beats would sound a lot better than a live drummer. Live drummer might work better in the live arena, but on record, it just sounds too, not too big. It sounds too live. And I I just, it, it sounds messy to me.
1: Yeah, no, no, that's fair. Um, speaking alive, I've read that you watched a video of Crazy Town playing Snow Job in Montreal in 2001, which was around the height of, uh, can we call it Crazy Mania? Does it sound weird? Like Crazy Town craziness? Um, what was the video like then? Because I didn't get a chance to
0: see it. All I'm reading here on the run sheet is holy fuck. I just got the snow job reference. When I wrote that, I was like, hey, I saw a video of Crazy Town playing snow job in Montreal in 2001. Oh, shit. I just got the snow job pun. Blow job. Was he topless? Everyone else walks out, right? They're wearing hoodies, big winter jackets, beanies. They're breathing fog. Shifty walks out in like a white singlet, like he's, you know, dressed by Kid Rock. It's fucking, it is dedication to art. That is suffering for your music. That is living your passion. So he's never
1: changed. (laughs) He's never changed his image. He's never gone, oh, I'm popular now. I'm a rock star now. I better like delve into some tropes. What you see is effectively what you get with Shifty. Is that correct?
0: Yeah, there's even a video of him like not too long ago trying to fight someone in a club in Hollywood and he yells out, I'll show you some old school Hollywood bullshit as <laughs> he's trying to like fight <laughs> <bite people. laughs> and, and the guy trying to pull him off is like, you got too much to lose. You got too much to lose, man. Come on, come on. And then he just walks down the street yelling. It's like fucking shifty. Like that's just who he is. You know, meanwhile, you've got people sort of like Chad Kroger or that dude from part of mud. I can't, where's Scantlin? Oh, Wes Scantlin? Or oh, Wes Scantlin. You got yeah. Where's Scantlin? Stab, who success. And, and obviously they were much more successful than crazy town. Success changed them drove them to the bottle allegedly and potentially blanket allegedly and it really changed their relationship shifty's just been shifty since day dot why was it
1: basically the i don't want to say arguments but was it the disagreements over the way the band should go forwards that ended up with brett Mazur not working with them anymore or do you what's the deal with that
0: I think Brett's still okay with it, because but Shifty does call it Crazy Town X now, and they're on tour with Head P.E. and Edema and Floor. Oh, my God, that fucking
1: lineup. That's the real monsters of jock right there.
0: <laughs> wow. Yeah, Um. I, I didn't pay too much attention as to why they broke up because sort of post this album, I don't give a fuck. I have a newfound respect for the band, and I did listen to some other people talk about the album, and it was just like cheap shot after cheap shot. And I was like, I think once you get a better idea of like who the band sort of were and what they were trying to do and how they were forming and and their influences. You're like, oh look, it's not it's not a great piece of art. But it kinda is what it is and they are who they are. There's a
1: sincerity behind it is what I found. So
0: as misguided as that sincerity may be, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: Maybe that was a breath of fresh air that this is what you know, this is this is us. This is what we like. We like, you know, women, where we like hip hop, we like all of this kind of stuff, you know. As opposed to maybe, oh, I can't believe I'm going to say this, maybe a band like Idols that do that kind of like toxic masculinity is wrong. And it comes across as sometimes maybe a bit performative rather than honest, which is, I'm probably going to get absolutely slayed by a bunch of, you know, Idols fans, but you know that's just how i feel about things guys and if you want to beat me up about it are you really idols fans if you need to resort to violence you know and then just reading up about shifty himself and going into celebrity rehab and then if i read correctly uh, he begged to get onto season two of sober house because his uh he felt like he was getting close to that point where it was like oh, i'm I, I really want to start doing painkillers again please you have to help me you have to help me and he's living a, a pretty clean and sober lifestyle now is that correct again post album i'm not super sure what's going on album cover wise though fuck that's a bad one that's not weathered bad but that kind of fucking artwork was all the craze then as well wasn't it it was like the Y2K's take on the airbrushed pony and chick sat up on the pony riding into space, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't mind it because it ties in with themes of, like, you know, toxic and there's a butterfly tattoo and uh, there's that lollipop from Lollipop Porn, <laughs> which is a fucking pretty funny song. The one thing I hate about it is that down the side, it says the gift of game, yeah? Yeah. And that the game... Just stops at a random spot, stretch it all the way down the bottom. Like have it go all the way down. I I guess like an Obi strip. Yeah. Or have it all the way in the back, like dripping down. Like, so she looks like she's in the matrix or something. But I went to a school with a girl. What a flex. Her older sister was deep into crazy town and was an amazing artist and painted her wall, bedroom wall black and painted the cover of the gift of game and it looked exactly like this. So, so we had a house party at her house. We walk into her sister's bedroom, like, Oh my God, this is incredible. (laughs) Like it was massive and it looked incredible.
1: That's absolute dedication. Well, I think we might need to give the listeners a, a bit of breathing room. Do we have an advert this week?
0: Yeah. You kind of touched on toxic masculinity and you know, crazy town, have some questionable lyrics but it sort of harkens back to sort of boys being boys. And and the company got in touch with me and they were like, hey, we help boys become cool boys. And I was like, fuck yeah, do you want some money? And they're like, yeah, yeah, we heard you kind of dole out some coins. So yeah, I said, yeah, yeah, 35Ks, industry standard, here it is. Anyway, they're called like Cool Boys Incorporated or something, but I, I, I don't know, we'll have to listen to the ad and find all out right, more. All right, all right. We're a company for cool boys by cool boys, and our main goal is to make boys cool again. Maybe you've never been cool. Maybe you were a cool boy once, but you've lost touch. Well, listen to us. We'll let you know how to get your coolness back. All right, if you wanna be a cool boy, get your car an expensive sound system, then enter it into the loudest Subwoofer competition Turn the volume up so loud That my ancestors here at six feet underground So proud, impress the crowd Then drive around, cut laps around, roundabout Video off tap If you wanna be a cool boy Get some tongs and stand near a barbecue Open the lid, let the smoke envelop you Well, there's some fat to chew If you wanna be a cool boy brush your teeth once a day, wash your seats once a month, buy flowers once a year, and for Christmas get some socks and a DVD, copy of the latest season of Top Gear, if you wanna be a cool boy, join a mixed martial arts bar and gym, attend once with your friend, buy all the expensive gear, and never fucking even consider going back there. If you want to be a cool boy, start a podcast. Spend every week talking about albums from the past. New middle generation, blanket ban on litigation. Listen for a splash on PODs, Youth of the Nation. If you want to be a cool boy. Fight the urge to piss in every bush you see And don't be silly, I'm not talking about Gavin Rossdale While he's singing the hit song Glycerine But you do you, I'll do me, UDL and Jim Beam Punching holes in the wall instead of talking about our feelings Nah nah, nah nah nah, there's nothing wrong, fine I guess I'll never say anything ever again Fuck If you You wanna be a cool boy, boy You really should listen to what we've got to say because we're so smart that we just made up a company and convinced some fucking idiot to pay us 35k.
1: Say what? I'm waiting for that hip hop album, Reese. I really am. I, it's getting quite scary just how absolutely uh, y- your flow is really good, man. I'm not saying it's incredible. I'm not saying that your flow is impeccable. I'm not saying that your beats are unstoppable. All I'm saying is I want to recognize the incomparable Big Rude! it's it's, no honestly like you know just just to be real with you for a minute be real are
0: we gonna get this hip-hop album get it get the reference um look i don't want to say too much but stick around till christmas (laughs) it's a
1: it's the house band that's going to be on the next episode uh should they be worried
0: Nope, nope, nope. There's a place in this beautiful musical world for all of us. And speaking about musical worlds, we have a lot of highfalutin guests. A lot of people with doctorates. You know, Doctor Drums. We've got Doctor Avril. We've had a bunch. But last week we had Mr Muse, and I've got him back now. If you if you forgot what we said, here's what happened last week.
1: I mean, like, just because his name is Mr Muse doesn't necessarily mean he has to always comment on muse whatsoever
0: yeah i'd like to hear his thoughts on crazy town next week mr muse on crazy town mr muse on Crazy <laughs> they call mr. me mr muse <laughs> good morning how are you i'm mr muse I'm interested in mostly Muse, <laughs> so I'm actually surprised that I'm on this episode. But I mean, I am a real Muse fan, and maybe I can transfer that knowledge over to crazy town. I live like a Muse fan. I like to listen to Muse. Yeah, hi. It's yeah, it's, it's me, Mr. Muse. I'm surprised to get the call, but when Big Rigs from Butch Death Trip rings, you, you pick up. And uh, I'm not as confident as I was last week because... Last week I was talking about Muse, and yes, I didn't finish my degree, but I definitely started it, Uh, my my doctorate on Muse. And academia is not for everyone, guys. Like I I might go to community college or TAFE and learn about Muse and sort of just did my Muse apprenticeship that way. But you don't have to become a doctor is sort of what I'm saying. And this album was, to be honest, the first ever album I've listened to that wasn't Muse. And I was just lost. Like where are the songs about asteroids or new world order or chemtrails like where are those songs you know crazy town i couldn't sort of see where they stood on on space junk and jet packs you know so they were mostly singing about pornography and, and sex acts and climaxes and i don't know that's not something i can relate to you know i'm way more into false flag operations and that sort of stuff you know ufos and yeah, look, but I mean it's a fine album. <laughs> I, I was missing the operatic singing. Um, but yeah, cool, cool, I guess. I mean, I don't think I'd like I I'd pre- maybe I would do my undergrad in in crazy town, but probably not like Matt Bellamy keeps releasing nfts and and singles that he makes the videos on his iphone and they're pretty cool so he runs this sort of like filter that you can do in imovie over it. it's pretty it's pretty high tech from a guy that's you know constantly talking about space uh, and futurism and, and stuff like that but yeah look i'm, I'm not gonna lie I'm, go- I'm going back i'm going back to muse uh, i don't think i'll ever ever listen to crazy town again but um thanks so much for inviting me i, I, I guess They call me Mr. Muse, and I just listened to Crazy Town for the very first time, and I would like to hear some more songs about, like, drilling the moon for (laughs) oil or flying through the stars with all these butterflies around, you know, how there's no real gravity or maybe, like, plugging into some sort of Matrix-like device. I like to listen to Muse. Not overly insightful. No, I mean, like, but...
1: uh... I mean, he didn't even explore butterfly. He could have talked about the butterfly effect. That's something Muse would probably talk about. Yeah, right, Reese. Maybe next time, Mister Muse could maybe look into that. Um,
0: he gave it his best though, and I think did he? <laughs> I feel like he had his head pretty far up his own ass. No, no, no. A true no, no, Muse fan, he- if you ask me. No, I. Th- he did well.
1: He did well. You know, I think for what he for what he is he did all right. And I think the same thing could be said about the gift of the game for what it is. It's all right. Would I go out my way to listen to it? Maybe not again. Would I tap my foot if I heard butterfly played in like a bar or a club?
0: Yeah, probably would. Cause unfortunately it's a fucking earworm, isn't it? That should be the sort of test. If, If my anti-vax, you know, Instagram story posting, idiotic ex-high school classmate is right, that all music is at 44 hertz, the same frequency as Saturn, and it's creating a pentagram on Saturn as a feedback loop, and all music is satanic, and it's all feeding into this artificial intelligence, taking over our hearts and souls and severing our umbilical cords with the almighty creator. If we need a test to say, are we still human?, Maybe putting on Butterfly by Crazy Town and seeing if the foot still taps. That is, you know, the, old, the only test there so, is. So
1: basically, that's going to be our Voigt Kampf test. Voigt Kampf, was that the German name for Anaconda? What's the game today, man? <laughs> nah, Voigt was a live Rammstein album. Anyway,
0: right, I got a game, and it's actually a fucking great game. I really am excited about this. Yeah, you've been you've been talking this shit up on WhatsApp. <laughs> we don't talk that much anymore. We just hype our own
1: segments. It's like, man, I got to fucking get you. Oh, it's, it's, I like it, man. It's like you know, I, I open up WhatsApp and and Reese is there, and it's like a, it's like a forty three second voice message, and it's like sculling three fucking energy drinks in the morning. It's like, oh, you know. Doo-doo. Ah, oh, okay, what's happening on my phone? It's Reese. Fuck yeah, bro. Check the cell man, Psycho
0: Nord. Oh, and I'm just like, oh, mainline it to my <laughs> veins. So obviously, Butterfly is a red hot chili Peppers sample, pretty little ditty. But yeah, believe it or not, Crazy Town didn't invent sampling. A lot of other artists have done it in massive. Did they hits. not? They did not. So let's play a game. I'm gonna play the original song. You tell me the more popular song that has sampled it. Hit the click. So fresh and so clean, clean. Ah, 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 That's Joe Simon. Before the night is over and you think it's so fresh and so clean by By Outcast. Let's see if you're right. So fresh and so clean, clean. <laughs> <laughs> that is a fucking jam. Oh
1: man, that is. there's a lot of hip-hop that's going to be listened to in the 24 hours you hear in Leeds, man. A lot of hip-hop. The next track
0: is, I'm not sure how to say it, and I'm, I apologize. Labi Siffre. It's called I Got The. Hi,
1: guys. Do you like Primus? Want to see me sick, nine-inch nails for each one of my eyelids? Want to try Sid and get fucked up? What's Wester, my life is? My name
0: is what? My name is... Y. My name is Sadie. My name is... Hold
1: on, I haven't answered it. It's My Name is by Eminem. Yeah, 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 correct.
0: Well done. Um, the next one, the Chi Lights. Are you my woman?
1: well I believe that uh, Beyonce sampled that and um, oh my god is it Crazy in Love? Fucking song titles escaped
0: me. So that that Eminem sample that's like halfway through the song the start of that song sounds nothing like what Eminem got from you know whereas the Chi Lights or the Chi Lights uh, that sample that Beyoncé grabbed is then like it's the first note that comes out basically they just listen to that and like yeah we yeah don't worry about it. Yeah, we, we've got it. what we need yeah this next one should be pretty easy it's edwin bird song cola bottle baby
1: It's a Daft Punk, but I always get the song names confused. Is it Stronger? I know Kanye did a version that sampled Daft Punk Stronger. Stronger, Better, has, Faster, Better, Harder, Stronger by Daft Punk.
0: Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger.
1: Ah, oh, Okay. Do I still get it? Harder, yeah. Better, faster, stronger.
0: Those guys are obviously the king kings of sample.
1: I'd say like DJ Shadow might be a king of sampling,
0: man. But maybe on a different continent. But that song that they sampled, Edward and Bird song, is worth a listen. That is the funkiest song already. Like Daft Punk really didn't have to mess with it too much. Alright. The next one is Ooh. Andrea True Connection. And it's that mo more, Mo more, more song. How good is that Simpsons episode where it's Mo Mo Mo. Why don't you like me? Why don't you like me? Here we go.
1: On so Sunday morning of last week, that's uh, Len, Still My Sunshine, right?
0: You are smashing it, but how fun is this
1: game? Fucking I'm loving power, it. man. This has been the, this is like the funkiest episode of Bat Show Death Trip
0: ever. This next song is going to take you to a next level too, because Shaka Khan Fate, a fucking incredible song. Do you know that?
1: Yeah, it said um, Music Sounds Better With You by, my lord, my lord, what were the names now? It wasn't Cassius, it was another member of the, the French house band. The whole French house music scene. What was that name now? The name escapes me, I'm afraid, man. I know his music sounds better with you. Yeah, correct. By Stardust. Oh, Stardust. I wanted to... I don't know. Whenever I think of star, I get star Sailor stuck in my head. Half a point. A
0: great song. Yeah. But they really just took the first part of that song. Have a listen to how fucking funky the rest of the song is. A great song. Put it on in the morning, man. Um, And then mainline my long-winded voice messages on WhatsApp. And shelve a whole bunch of coffee grounds. You do you, I'll do me. Well done, man. That was 100%, but most importantly, that was a lot of fun. And I was really not expecting... Like, I kind of had, like, a blanket ban on Crazy Sound. Like, we're not doing it, but what a fucking refreshing episode. I felt oddly calm in that episode. I felt revved up in the game. I... I will go into bat for crazy town. You know, obviously I will say, don't put the record on. No, 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 no. If you do just be aware. There's more to the story. I think the
1: takeaway from this is, you know, shifty is what shifty does, man.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Don't do what Donnie don't does. One more thing. Were you expecting the UJG on this album? The UJG.
1: Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I don't think I've had enough coffee today. What's a UJG? The unexpected Jay Gordon? Oh! Here he
0: comes! And I got money to spend to pretend there's weeping more than someone
1: ever could have. <laughs>
0: This line. Thousand cigarettes won't change the way we feel? Now, hey, do you
1: reckon t- they would? I reckon, so were they sick to begin with? Not sick as in, oh, shackers, throw them up. That's sick. As in kind of like, I've got emphysema, and so I'm just going to smoke a thousand cigarettes because I've, I've got emphysema.
0: It's not going to be worse than this. But surely it changes the way you feel. It changes your heart rate or your blood pressure, or at least it would make your throat feel itchy or something. Yeah. Make your eyes water. Your fingers would go yellow. Something has to happen if you smoke a thousand cigarettes. Surely.
1: Yeah. I, I, I would imagine. I wouldn't want anyone to try that just to put a disclaimer at the end of this podcast, but he's crop, it he crops up. It's almost like a mirror. I'd like to see a little bit of kind of like a graph of where Jay Gordon unexpectedly pops up. But it kind of makes sense if if Korn really wanted to work, oh, sorry, if Jonathan Davies really wanted to work with uh, Crazy Town on Elementary and there is a very kind of long-standing connection, isn't there, between Jonathan Davies and Jay Gordon?
0: Yeah. Perhaps
1: that was just a means of um, Korn going, alright, cool, you know, we, we still dig you. Didn't work out that you didn't sign with us, but, you know, Jay still wants to do stuff
0: with you. Jonathan, Maybe not so much. Yeah, I do feel bad, you know, we didn't talk much about DJ AM. Um, you know, rest in peace, DJ AM. He joined the band in 1999. He left in 2001 and did a bunch of other stuff, but sadly uh, passed away.
1: Yeah, no, it, it's sad that we didn't get too much into DJ AM. I think DJ AM's story away from Crazy Town is, is quite an interesting one in itself. So if we get a chance, maybe we'll do a bonus set. But he... um. He was one of only two people that survived a plane crash. And I would imagine you know who that other person was that survived in the plane with him.
0: Yes, I do know who it was. It was Travis Barker and there's no jokes or, or anything I can make about that or, or would make. Um, Yeah, it must be scary as shit. And it's really sad. People lost their lives in that. But yeah, I just felt bad. We, we've had such a good episode and we haven't touched on DJ AM too much, but you know, it's it's the shifty show, crazy. He's still flying the Crazy Town flag, you know. Epic is doing other stuff. He's in the production sort of world now, doing uh, scores for TV and film and so on. So, it, I would love for that head PE Edema Floor Crazy Town tour to come to Australia. It never would, but fuck, it'd be interesting. Maybe you could sort it out. Maybe we can send Roving Reporter Josh. You know, he, he seems to. Places. I don't think it's going through his hometown, sadly, but uh, yeah. Anyway, what a fucking wild episode. I never expected it because, like I said, we had this episode queued up months ago, and I was like, nah, there's nothing in this album. There's actually way more than I thought, and I was being one of those fucking people just taking easy pot shots at Crazy Town. Deadzy, I'm still coming for you though. You're, you're not off the hook. So, this is two now that this is two
1: artists that we've kind of softened our stance on. Uh, so, Crazy Town and Nickelbag. So, any any suggestions, premonitions, what the
0: third band is that we might ease up on? Velvet Revolver. I don't do well with like rock. You know, we've talked about this on Drowning Point. I don't do well with like, yeah, the horns rock. Like, yeah, this rocks, like Vegas rock, you know? It's one of the worst things about Corey Taylor. Like that he got into Vegas rock. If he went acoustic and went like Dallas Green, City and Color, it's like, yeah, that's cool. Did you have to slick your hair back and get leather pants? Like it's so cliche. You reckon he's gonna be new metal Morrissey? <laughs> he's not far off. He's not far off. That is pretty fucking spot on. And if you moved Shifty Shell Shock to Vegas, he's not fucking changing his fashion. No, he's, he's not. not. Changing, he's not joining that band. I never thought I'd say this, but if I met Shifty
1: Shell Shock, I'd, I'd, I probably wouldn't be scared for my life. I'd probably like, yo, how's it going? I actually quite like crazy town
0: next week chimera yeah pass out of existence yeah normal service resumes next week with and <laughs> pass out to existence so
1: it's gonna be pretty heavy talking about mark hunter and the gang are you looking forward to this one
0: yeah i am man when this album came out it never grabbed me and so i'm really looking forward to going back into it and just seeing if i missed anything or if i was right
1: and this week ask your listening device to play Huff's cover of How Bizarre Hey Stephen Huff we love you How Bizarre How Bizarre